Well, I too want to wish you all a wonderful and Merry Christmas. God bless each one of you. Tonight, we are delighted to have Reverend Dr. Tina Patamber bring the message to us. She is the minister of one of our daughter churches that we started in 2008, Solid Rock Community Church of the Nazarene, and her church is in Richmond Hill. And so if any of you uh, are in the Richmond Hill area and you don't have a church family, we want to invite you to visit Dr. Tina Patamber's church right now. Now they're worshiping online, uh, but we're grateful for her ministry and for the fact that she's still part of Rosewood, even though she is at Solid Rock. So would you join me to welcome Pastor Tina. Thank you. Well, good evening to each one of you. And I do want to echo the same greetings to each one of you, which is to say on behalf of Solid Rock Community Church of the Nazarene, Merry Christmas to each one of you. We are asking for God's blessing in your life, and we are praying that 2022 will be better and more blessing and even better, right? And I liked what um, Dr. Cho said earlier, uh, we will come out even tougher. I believe so. I believe so. If anything, I think we've become tougher in the Lord. And so thank you for having me this evening. And uh, I am delighted and feeling privileged to bring the message to each one of you. And the title of the message is, Do You Have Christmas Faith? Do You Have Christmas Faith? You know, this is a wonderful time of the year because it's the time where we see lights on trees, even coming down from uh, Stouffville to here. I was able to see a lot of houses with lights uh, outside their homes, inside their homes. And uh, I, I love the fact that uh, we decorate our retail spaces, we decorate outside, and people come together, and there is uh, fellowship, and there are people who like to bake goodies. I don't really bake, but I like to eat what people bake. <laughs> and um, we also have people that like to carol and snow tube and skate and so forth. And there's, this is a time where we buy presents and give presents. And these are the wonderful things that we do. And it makes us happy. And it makes us encouraged. And we feel the love around us. But this is also a time when we read in our Bible the stories of the people who had faith in God. People like Mary and Joseph, Zachariah and Elizabeth, the shepherds and the magi. And they are a great part of why we celebrate Christmas. And we know that in celebrating Christmas, we are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ, and we are celebrating the hope that we have in him, his peace, the joy, the love we have in him. And all of these people, as we think about as they're part of the Christmas story, all of these people exercise what I call Christmas faith, Christmas faith. And what do I mean when I say Christmas faith? I'm talking about the faith they had before Jesus came. I'm talking about the faith they had when he arrived. And I'm talking about the faith even after he was born. And it's that journey of faith that I want to share with you tonight. And I challenge you to think tonight, do you have Christmas faith? Do you have Christmas faith? Do you have faith like these people in our Bible? 
Well, I want to share with you four aspects of Christmas faith when I think of Christmas faith. And to begin with, Christmas faith means to believe and to wait on God with expectation and anticipation. When we look at the stories in the Bible, God would tell his people something, and they had to make a choice to either believe it or doubt it. And not only did they have to believe it, they had to wait with anticipation and expectation. For example, in Luke chapter 1, we read in the story of Zechariah where an angel came into the temple, and Zechariah was there, and the angel told him, you are going to have a son named John. And his wife and uh, his wife Elizabeth and himself, they had waited so many years to have a child. They had been praying for a child. It never happened. And now the day came where God was telling him through an angel that they were going to have a son. And his name was to be John. And he was going to be a joy. He was not to drink any wine. He was going to have the Holy Spirit on him. And he was going to bring people back to the Lord. And Zachariah had to make a choice, and Elizabeth, to believe God and to wait on the Lord. And the same thing with Mary. The angel came to Mary, and uh, he said to her, you're going to carry the Son of God, and he will be great, and he will be on the throne forever, and you are to name him Jesus. And you know what Mary said in the Bible? She said, may it be unto me as you have said. This means she believed in the Lord and she waited with faith and expectation. The same with her, her husband to be Joseph. The Lord, through an angel, told Joseph that the Bible says he was told to take Mary as his wife, even though the baby she was carrying was not his, but was God in the flesh. He had to believe and wait on God. And let's not forget about the shepherds and the magi. They all had to believe that there was a Jesus and have faith in the Lord. See, Christmas faith means to believe what God has told you, to believe in the Bible, to believe the word of God, and to believe that the Holy Spirit is still speaking to each one of us today. And will you believe and have faith in the Lord? And will you have anticipation and wait in God? You know, no matter how hard life looks, and God knows in the last two years, this has been a rough time for each one of us. No matter how hard life looks, no matter how dim it is, and no matter the delays and disappointments and the detours and the things that didn't happen and the things that did happen, will you believe in God? Will you believe in God? And will you wait with faith and anticipation? Today, God is calling each one of us to believe in his plan and to believe in his promises for our life, and to believe his word, which is in the Bible. Do you have that kind of faith? And are you waiting with hope? And are you waiting with expectation? You know how, like, kids you see on uh, Christmas Day, which is tomorrow, you know, every day of, the, I don't know, like, some kids are like this. They probably think every day they're like, Look, uh, Mom, is it Christmas Day or Dad, is it Christmas Day? I mean, they know it's December 25th. But there's this excitement there's this anticipation. There's this uh, something that they are expecting, something good, and something that there's joy. And we need to have that kind of faith today. We need to have that kind of faith where we are expecting God to still work in our life, even though things are hard. And so do you have that kind of faith, or, do, or have you lost your faith? Have you said to yourself, you know what, forget it. 
life is just too hard, I'm so disappointed, and uh, it's too late for me. You know what God is saying to each one of us tonight? Have faith, believe, have anticipation and expectation. You know, when I was 19 years old, I was uh, taking a summer class at school at the University of Toronto in downtown. And I remember coming, I had just taken a, I think it was a chemistry class. Can you imagine the summer chemistry class uh, at, you know, at the University of Toronto? And I was going to the subway, and God spoke to me. God spoke to me. And at first, I was like, I don't understand. Why are you, what, what is going on here? What is God saying? God was saying to me, change your direction. You're in a science degree. Go in a different direction. And none of it made sense. And I was doing the science program. But after some time, I made a choice to move forward with God in faith. And that was the right choice. And so I finished up my science degree. And then afterwards, I went and did my master's in uh, a master's of divinity in religion. And later on, a, a doctorate. And I've been ministering now for 14 years. 14 years. And what God told me about my life was right, was good, and true. And I'm asking you to do the same thing that I did. I'm asking you to do what these people in the Bible did, which is to have faith and believe, to have faith and believe, and to wait with anticipation that God will do what he said, that God, God's will be done in your life. That's what Christmas faith means. It means you believe and have faith in God and wait with anticipation and expectation. And so I simply say to you, do you believe in God? Do you believe in his plans for your life? And do you believe his promises and his word? Okay, well, Christmas faith also means, number two today, faith means it will not be easy and your faith will be tested. I don't think this is the part of faith we all like, right? I don't think so. You know, many of us can attest and say this. When God spoke to us and when we think about what God is doing in our life, we got excited and we felt the blessing, but we had no idea what we were saying to, what we were saying yes to, and we had no idea that it was going to be difficult. You know, I wish I could tell you that in life, God tells you a blueprint from the time you're born to the time you pass away, but unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, it does not work that way. We have to live by faith. And we feel like at times our faith in God has been tested. And truth be told, we are not always happy with how God is working in our life. You know, when the angel told Gabriel, uh, when the angel Gabriel told Zachariah, who's going to have a son named John, Zachariah didn't believe. And as a result of that, his mouth was closed until the baby was born. You know, his faith was tested. When Mary was told she was going to have a, a son named Jesus, she probably thought, well, how am I going to tell my fiancé that I'm pregnant? How is this conversation going to work out? Think about it. And uh, I picture the conversation like this. I imagine that Mary called her fiancé Jojo. So just entertain me for a moment. And um, Mary says, Jojo, how are you doing today? And he'll be like, yeah, I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. And she's like, I, I have something to tell you. And he'll be like, okay, what is it? I'm pregnant. And then he's, you know, he's thinking, what? What in the world? And, and then she says to him, and I'm pregnant by God. Just, just think about that conversation for a moment. That 
was probably an awkward conversation, and surely it was. And surely her faith was not easy, and it was tested. It was tested. And when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant, he was going to divorce her because the law said that if a woman, his uh, wife-to-be, she was engaged. And back then, when you were engaged, it was practically like you were married. They would call each other husband and wife. He had the right to divorce her. Also, the law allowed that if women were uh, committing adultery, they could be stoned in front of the community. Joseph had no idea that Mary was chosen to be the virgin with child as prophesied by Isaiah in chapter 7, 14. And so surely Joseph's faith was tested in that time. And then you have Mary and Joseph who were ready to have the baby Jesus in Luke chapter 2. And they were going from place to place to find a place to have this baby be born. And there was no room for them in the inn. Their faith was tested. And if you look at these stories, faith means it will not be easy. And it will be tested. You know, faith, it's not a straight line. It's up, it's down, it's up, it's down. It's like a roller coaster. How many of you have been to the Wonderland and ever been on that Mind Buster or Vortex roller coaster? I mean, like, I only went on it once, and that was enough. I would never go back on that again. But sometimes, and I remember being on the Mind Buster, I thought I was going to come out of the uh, actual cart. I'm like, Lord, this is probably the end of my life as I was on this roller coaster. But this is how it feels like sometimes when we're walking with the Lord. It's not a straight line. I wish I could say it's like this. It goes up exponentially, but it's up and down and up and down. And you know what I want to tell you tonight is I wish I could tell you that life is easy and walking with the Lord is easy, but it's not. It's not. I wish I could tell you that when you come into this world, you have an easy birth, and then you have an easy time in high school, and then you go to the school of your dreams. I wish I could tell you that when you graduate from school, right away you'll get a job. I wish I could tell you that if you were married, it's easy, and when you have kids, it's easy. I wish I could tell you that you don't get sick in life, you won't fight with your spouse, that you don't get worried in life, that you don't have panic attacks and fear and depression and hopelessness. I wish I could tell you that people don't die. I wish I could tell you that we wouldn't fight with each other and there's no war and there's no virus and that there's no sin in this world and that we don't get distracted by Satan and fall into sin. But then I would be lying to you. I'd be lying to you. Because the truth is, faith is not easy. And your faith will be tested. And it's tested by people. It's tested by circumstances. And sometimes it's tested by God. By God. And just like these people in the Bible, what God told them was great and wonderful. It was a blessing. But at the same time, it was a burden they had to carry. And that is why faith in life is not easy. It's not easy. And in your life, you'll be asked by God to believe his word, to believe what he told you. But it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Is that how you've been feeling this past month? Maybe this season, it was hard for you because so many things have happened. And maybe you were one of those people that said, you know what, I don't want to put my tree up. Were you one of those people that didn't put their tree up? <laughs> or I don't want to go to church, and I don't want to give, and I don't want to meet family and friends, and I don't want to get gifts, and I don't want to celebrate because my heart is broken. I feel low. 
I feel life has been hard and I'm not getting a break. It's just no and no and closed door after closed door. My faith has been shattered. This past year, some of you lost your job. Some of you lost your loved ones due to sickness and COVID. This past year, some of you had to deal with a broken relationship. Maybe you had a very hard marriage. This past year, we have all lost in life, and it was hard. Your faith was tested. I want you to remind, remember these people in the Bible. Elizabeth, Zechariah, Mary, Joseph. Their faith was tested, and it was not easy. But we also learned that there is something that they did to handle their faith when it got hard. And this is what it was. Number three today, faith means to persevere so that you experience God's blessings and plan for your life. This is so important. Because if you give up now, then you're going to miss the blessings that God has in store for you. If Mary and Joseph didn't believe God and didn't go through the hardship and just stop, they would have lost the opportunity to experience the biggest blessing in their life. And you know what that was? Which was, be, which was to be the earthly parents of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And sometimes the pain, the trauma, the hurt that we are going through clouds our mind, fogs our brain, makes us stand still, makes us fall into sin. Sometimes we are in so much pain, we fall into addictions to numb our pain. And even more seriously, sometimes we believe in the lie that it might just be better to die than to be alive. I remember hearing one pastor say, when people want to commit suicide, what they're actually doing and saying is they mean, it means they want to kill their future. Think about that for a moment. And if you stop now, you will miss what God has in store for you. Amen? You know, in my own life, if I had stopped and didn't complete my master's and doctorate, I would have missed so many opportunities that God has opened a door for me. If I had stopped serving God, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to be in Richmond Hill and serve our community for over 13 years. And if I stopped believing in God, where would I be? Where would you be? Can you imagine what we're going through right now and not going with it with the Lord? I know that's bad English, but just entertain me for a moment. <laughs> Can you imagine if, if we didn't have God? Where would we be? I remember last year in 2020 when we were in lockdown and shutdown, like I just had to be in my room and spend time in our house and I'm so thankful that we have a house. But I thought about all the different people that had smaller spaces and, and people were losing their jobs and, and people didn't even know what was going to happen. But thanks be to God, we had the Lord to help us and get us through to what we're getting through and to get us to 2022. I believe the people in the Bible ask themselves the same questions. We can't stop now. Because too much is at stake. If we stop now, we won't see the hand of God. We won't see miracles. We won't see what God promised in our life. Think about this. What if Abraham and Sarah had stopped believing in God and stopped believing the promise that they were going to have a son? Then they wouldn't have had Isaac. And if we didn't have Isaac, we wouldn't have Jacob. And if we wouldn't have Jacob, we wouldn't have the 12 tribes of Israel. And in the 12 tribes of Israel, we have Judah. And through the line of Judah, we have Jesus Christ. 
Do you see how important it is for us to have our faith and to continue in our faith? What about Ruth if she had stopped believing? Ruth was a Moabite. She lost her husband. Her husband died in in the famine. Her life was rough, but she kept on believing. She went with her mother-in-law back to Bethlehem, and then she met Boaz, and she got married, and she had a son. What if David stopped believing in God in the Old Testament? Then he wouldn't have been king of Israel. And what if Job stopped believing in the Lord? He would have missed seeing his grandkids in the fourth generation. You might want to stop, but you're going to miss the biggest blessing of your life if you stop now. So I say to you, muster up your faith, keep your faith, and keep going so that your faith is realized. Mary and Joseph kept going, and they finally had baby Jesus, and they saw with their eyes Jesus, and they held God in their hands, and Mary kissed the face of God. Amen? Their faith was realized. What about you? If you stop now, what blessings will you miss in your life? Could it be a long and loving marriage? Could it be a relationship? Getting married, having kids, getting the job of your dreams, a business idea, traveling. What about when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, eternal life? And what about some of us who've gone through sickness for a long time? I'm just thinking about the woman with the 12 years of bleeding, and she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, and she had her breakthrough. You can't stop now. You have to keep going because you can get your healing. Amen? What we learn from Christmas this Christmas from the people in this story is that they persevered and they did not stop. And because they kept going, they received their blessing. But none of that was possible without being obedient to God. And so number four today, Christmas faith means to obey the Lord, to obey God. You know, all these people were called by God to do his work for his purpose. And it's one thing to believe God, It's another to understand that there's challenges on the way, and it's another to persevere. But you're not going to get anywhere in your spiritual walk with God unless you actually obey the Lord. Actually do what God is telling you to do. When Elizabeth and Zechariah had their son, God told them to name the son John. That's what they did. Mary and Joseph obeyed the Lord. They had Jesus. The shepherds heard about Christ. They went to go see him. The Magi heard about Jesus Christ, and they were told uh, to follow the star, and that's what they did. What we see here is that there's an action part to our faith. You know, it's not good enough in life just to say we believe in God. We must show in our actions that we truly believe in the Lord. That's why James says faith without works is dead. And what he's saying here is what's the point in believing in God if we never have anything or never show evidence that we believe in the Lord? What's the point of saying that we are a Christian or a follower of Jesus Christ if we don't pray for somebody, we don't give to God, if we don't make a meal, we don't visit someone who's sick or clothe them? That's not faith. That's dead faith. That's inactive faith. I think about this. God could have been like, you know what, I just love you. But he didn't do that. He showed in his actions that he loves us. And how did he do that? He showed by leaving his place of glory, leaving his place of majesty, the treasure of heaven, 
came down on earth, wrapped himself in human flesh. Why? Because he wanted to be with us, and he wanted to save us, and he wanted to give us a new life, and to give us new hope and new direction. He showed in his actions that he loves us. And Matthew 1.21 says the following, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And the word in 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He who had no sin became sin for us. And Romans 5.8 says, While we were still sinners, Christ demonstrated his love for us. And this is what Christmas is all about. We don't just read these Bible stories because we feel good, and we don't sing these carols because it puts us in a good mood, and we don't preach the word of God because we want to come on stage and have these lights in front of us, and we don't give to, to God because everyone is doing it. We do it because we love the Lord, and God loves us. Amen? So much so that he was willing to leave his place of glory to come to this place of earth where we are, and we are sinners, and later became a man and shed his blood for you and for me to give us a second chance, to pay the price for our sin. He bruised his body for us. He shed his body for us. He made the sacrifice that really was meant for you and for me. You know, we should be on that cross, not God. He did not commit the sin. We should die. We should be crucified. But God, in his mercy, in his grace, says to us this, I will do what is needed and necessary for their sin so that they can be forgiven and have eternal life. I will make the sacrifice so that we can have, that his people, you and I, can have a holy and good life. Because this is God's heart. He does not want us to be in sin. He does not want us to be in bitterness or addictions or greed or jealousy, lust, gossip, not a life of disobeying our parents or narcissism, or pride, but a life in the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are not just words that we say. We can actually live this life. And why did God do this? Because he loves us. This is Christmas. This is what Christmas is all about. Faith means to believe and obey God. Is that what you need to, is that what we need to do today? First of all, do you need to believe that Jesus is Lord? There might be somebody here today who's never even heard about Jesus or somebody watching this video. Do you need to give your heart to Jesus Christ? Believe that he is the son of God. Believe that he rose and that your sins are forgiven. Romans 10, 9 says the following, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has risen him from the dead, you are saved. Maybe tonight it's not so much about giving your heart to Jesus. What area of your life do you need to surrender over to God? Are you struggling with something tonight like lying, struggling with an addiction? Do you need to ask a family or friend to help to find a place of counseling? Are you holding a grudge against somebody? Are you angry? Have you been jealous of someone? Have you been overspending? Lord knows we all have to pay our bills this January, right? Whatever it is, I say to you, give it over to God. 
give it over to God. You know what? What's so great about God is it's, it's not about rules. It's not about rules. It's living this Christian life for the Lord because you realize how much God loves you. And when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit lives in you, and God calls us to surrender to the fullness and control of the Holy Spirit so that we no longer live and walk in our flesh, but we walk in step with the Holy Spirit and live according to the Holy Spirit. Because fleshly things and sinful desires will lead to conflict and strife and trouble and death, but walking according to the Spirit will lead us to a life of peace and life. And when the Holy Spirit's in you and I, he will work, he will cause us to realize what our temptations are, and he will help us to overcome our sin. I'll give you an example. Before knowing Jesus Christ, you will curse all the time, and you won't control your mouth. But when you give your heart to Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit lives in you, you know, all of a sudden your mouth shuts. And in that moment, God gives you full control to keep your mouth shut, to not say the wrong things, not to criticize, not to judge somebody, not to gossip, but to use it for something that is good. You know, when you're in this, before Jesus Christ or uh, as you're walking with God, you, you know, you would throw everything in the cart and, and, or your online, I don't know how many of you like to walk, do this online shopping. Online shopping is very dangerous because it's click, 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 and send. <laughs> and so, you know, before, before, you, before knowing what to do to spend your money, you would just put everything in the cart and click your button. And, and now that you're walking with God and, and the Holy Spirit, you're saying to yourself, no, I got to watch how I'm spending my money. And I, I want to give to God, and I want to save for the future, and I want to pay my bills. I don't want to be in debt. Before you would get bitter and have anger fester in your heart, now you ask God to help you to forgive and let it go. And you know that the word of God says God fights our battles and he vindicates us. And before you would have friends and you call them over and they would cause you to fall in temptation and sin, and now, you are, now you're saying to yourself, nope, I can't answer that call. I'm sorry, I can't go out with you because I want to live a life that is pleasing to God. Why are we doing this? Because we want to obey God. You see, faith means obedience. We live our life for God because we want to, because we love him. We want to obey God. We want to give to him. We want to serve. We want to be in the house of God. Nobody is telling us to do this. We want to be here. Because we serve a living and active and loving God. And this Christmas, God wants us to share this news with everybody. Because we want other people to know the grace of God. And we want everyone to know that the best gift this Christmas is Jesus Christ. So I say to you today, do you have Christmas faith? Do you have a faith that believes in the Lord, believe the word that he gave you, believe the promises he's given for your life, and are you waiting with anticipation and expectation? Christmas faith means it will not be easy. You will be tested. Christmas faith means you need to persevere so that you will receive the blessing of the Lord. And Christmas faith means will you obey and say yes to God, say yes to God. I believe that's our heart's desire tonight, and let us pray as we think about this word. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much that Jesus came to this world to be our light, to be our hope, to be our everlasting Father, our Prince of Peace, our Counselor. We just love you so much, God. 
And even though we don't know and understand everything that's happening, we believe that your promises are good, your plan for us is good, and that your purposes are good for those who love the Lord. So our prayer tonight is that we will stay in faith. Tonight there might be somebody who's never even heard of this gospel truth of Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray that they would give their hearts to Jesus. For me, it was when I was at age eight. For everyone else, it will be a different time. And Lord, we just pray that whoever it is that they would say and step out in faith, I want to believe in God. I want to believe in Jesus Christ. Maybe the prayer tonight for them is, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I believe my sins are forgiven. I believe you died on the cross. And I believe that you rose on the third day. And I want to live a holy life for God. Tonight, there might be some who are facing challenges, financial issues, health challenges, people in the hospital, Lord, loved ones, tension, job situations, COVID situations, pressure, depression, whatever it is, oh God, we give it over to you. We believe by faith and expectation that you will take care of every need in this sanctuary and those who are watching on this video. We believe that, God, your power is greater than any other power in this world. And we believe that when you died on the cross, no enemy, no, no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and no, no darkness of power overcame our God. We are excited because you are alive and you have come. You are our hope. You are our joy. You are our peace. You give us love. And you, we call to be at the center of our hearts. We thank you for this time together. We thank you for what you did this past year. And we thank you for what you're going to do for 20. 22. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.